okay? This is also jamming. So we're going to play a game, and it's called the Team Birthday Lineup. I'm very excited about this. You guys are going to hate it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> but what you guys are going to do at your tables, you're going to stand up, and you're, you're going to stand in a line. Okay, so if you guys want to do that, then you can, or you can do it when I'm done talking, whatever. So you're going to stand in a line, and you are going to rearrange your line in birthday order using the month and the date. So you're in a line, you're going to rearrange using your birthday. However, you cannot speak. You have to use gestures, you have to resort to sign language. Sounds so fun, right? It's going to be awesome. Okay, so everybody on your feet, the first table that completes their line, yell out, and we will, um, you will be the winner. You win nothing other than bragging rights. Oh my goodness, look, you guys are already, look at how do you do this? I don't even know what these numbers mean. Oh, maybe this is the one. <laughs> Who's winning? Who's winning? Somebody. You guys are way too good at this. Crystal's table one. You guys, that did not go as frustrating as I thought it would be. I personally think that would have been so frustrating. But you guys, what was all this number thing? Were you guys like? Genius. I would have been like, how do I do January? January! <laughs> Welcome to my world, people! Alright, so anyway, let's go back to our tables. That's it. I just wanted you guys. Oh, this is the Alright. in her memo. I'm like, that's genius. So I wanted you guys to do that because I wanted you to be able to work together to accomplish something. And all of you, you guys are masterminds with your number. I was like, how does everyone know how to do the number thing? I'm like, I literally was like, how are they going to do that? <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's get started with our night. So you guys have been in a series called Jesus And, right? So we're going to talk. I like to be, that's why I'm on the floor, because I want to be with you guys. I want to hear, what are the first three weeks that you guys went through? The first one was what? Jesus and, no one remembers. The gospel. Okay, I'm like, no one remembers. All right, the second one was Jesus and what? Bring the spirit. All right, and the third one you guys just did was what? All right, so all those three weeks were about Jesus and me, right? Those are things that we're talking about me. So we're transitioning into Jesus and community, okay? And tonight, specifically, we're not talking about friendship. We're talking about the church. And I freaked out a little bit because so I was like, did I get the wrong topic? And I got the wrong topic, so I was like, oh, what am I going to do? We're talking about the church, people. It's going to be good, okay? So when we're looking at the church, we want to ask the question, what's the purpose of the church? How did it get formed? Why does it exist? And then what my role is it with it? Okay? So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So as we dive in, let me pray um, to transition us into what we're going to talk about, and we'll get started. So, God, um, yeah, just thanks for being here. I love seeing all these women. I love the rich history that we have. And I just pray, Jesus, you have a very specific purpose for the church. You designed it in a unique way. And so, God, would you just take all of our perceptions of what we know of the church, our filters of what we've been through with the church, and just clear it out, 
clear our minds so that we can hear from you and what you want to tell us that the purpose of the church is. So we ask for that, Jesus. We trust that you're going to lead us. In your name, amen. All right, so each of you should have a paper with the notes for the night. So the first thing you guys are going to do, this is just individual, and this is for you guys. I want you guys to answer the question, what has the church as a whole, not this building, but what has the church meant to you specifically? Okay, so you're going to just write down some words. And some of you, your experience is going to be awesome. It's going to be words that are like encouragement and comfort. Others of you, your experience isn't going to be as good. It's going to be pain or gossip. Maybe even unsafe. Okay, so take some time and write some words down, and then we're going to chat about some of those words. You guys good? You guys get some words? Okay. So let's talk about them. Someone start, just shout out. What were some of the, we'll start with the positive. What are some words that the church has meant to you specifically that's positive? Support. Vulnerability, that's a good one. Some would say that's negative. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's good. What else? What are some positive things that the church has meant to you? Community. Sorry, what? Community. Community. What did you say, Karen? I said, I said, oh. I said healing. Healing, yeah, that's good. What about some negative experiences that you've had? Or maybe not you, you've heard somebody say this is a negative experience you've had? Yes. Sorry, what? Clicks, yes, that is a big one. Judgment, what did you say? Yeah, that's a very big one these days. All right, so guys, these are all, these are just some of the words, and each of you have your own unique experience that you've wrote about the church and what it has meant to you specifically, but God has designed the church with a purpose, and it's not our experiences, because our experiences involve other humans, right? So we're going to look tonight about what the purpose of the church is and what Jesus designed it for, okay? And so whenever we're asking a question like that, what is the purpose of the church, it's helpful to zoom out and look at what it actually was and observe some things about it to understand the purpose and the context. So like, for example, I used to be in banking, and so... If you knew nothing about a bank, and you went and you stood on Waterloo Road, and you looked at that Wells Fargo, and you had no idea what that building was, but then you just stood outside and you started observing, what would you start to see? You'd start to see people bringing money in, right? They'd take money out. You'd see them drive around, talk to a lady, send something up, right? You wouldn't fully understand what this is or what you would call it, but you'd have some observations of what it actually, how it functions, right? So that's what we're going to do tonight, okay? So we're going to look at the early church, and we're going to observe what they did to get a clear picture of what God intended for the church. So if you have your Bibles, we are going to be in Acts chapter 2, because that is where we hear and see the first mention of the early church, okay? So we're going to be in Acts chapter 2. And just to give you guys a little bit of background of where we're at picking up in scripture. So Jesus just finished his ministry. He died, he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and then he left and empowered his 12 disciples to go share that message to other people. 
Okay, so the church as we know it, the building, the services, all that did not exist at this point. The church was basically the 12 disciples who followed Jesus around and did what he said. Okay, so we're starting to see in this portion of scripture the church starting to form. Okay, and so this book of Acts, it was written by Luke, and it takes, it joins together what Jesus was trying to do and teach through the Gospels with what he continued to teach, but through the apostles and the establishment of the church. Okay, so he's just furthering along using the apostles, which are disciples, if you don't know the apostle word, um, and to establish the church, okay? So if we go to our text, we're in um, Acts chapter 2. The first part of Acts, it starts to reveal just the formation of the church, and it talks about... Um, what the church can look like when it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we're picking up in the middle of Peter's conversation. He's addressing a crowd, and the crowd is made mostly of Jewish, Jewish people. And if you guys remember, Jewish people didn't believe that Jesus was actually the Messiah. So he's teaching them and telling them all about Jesus and what he stood for. And so we're going to pick up in the middle of Peter's conversation with them. In Acts chapter 2, we're going to read verse 36 through 41. Okay? So verse 36 says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Okay, so what can we observe just by reading that passage of scripture? We observe that Peter's telling them about Jesus. It says they repented, they were baptized, and they received the Holy Spirit. So that sounds like a word we use a lot around here. It's called living on mission, or we're mission, right? That's what we're called to do. We're called to tell Jesus' story to other people. They come into a relationship with him, okay? So your first blank is um, the purpose of the church starts with mission, okay? And it was funny because when I was writing this talk, that's not the order I would start this. I'm like, it doesn't start with evangelism. It doesn't. But it's... It starts with mission, okay? So that's where we're at. We're gonna keep observing and we're gonna read Acts chapter two, verse 42, but we're gonna stop right there on that first, first half of the sentence. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, okay? So it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and this has evolved into a word that we say all the time around Blue Ridge, we're gonna make what? Disciples. So the second blank is that the purpose of the church is discipleship. Okay? It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And guys, they were teaching what Jesus had just taught them. That's the purpose. Teach people what Jesus was teaching them. And so, guys, my encouragement to us is that we have to be a community that continues to take what Jesus is saying to the next generation. 
We have to. And we have to be bold and willing to step into people's messy lives because that's what happens in discipleship, right? We have to risk being willing to get hurt because when you step into messiness, you get hurt, right? But that is discipleship. It's taking what Jesus said and showing them how to do it. It's not just teaching them about Jesus. I think this is a very important thing to understand and know is that we don't want to just know about Jesus. We want to obey Jesus. And that is a huge aspect of discipleship is teaching them to obey all that he's asked us to do. Okay. So that is um, the second thing we have. It starts with mission. The purpose of the church is discipleship. Okay, so you guys are going to take a minute. We're going to break up the night. You guys are going to talk at your table about this question. And it says, where are you currently engaging in the purpose of discipleship? What does discipleship look like to you? Who's discipling you or who are you discipling? And if you're not currently engaging in this, what's holding you back? Okay, so you guys take some time and talk about that. And if you don't understand discipleship, I'm sure there's someone that does. You guys dialogue at your table about what this looks like. Okay, and then I'll be back up.